Welcome to another episode of the Business Exchange, How Business Works, brought to you by the American Business Council. My name is Margaret Olele, and I'm your host for today. Hmm. I love the month of June, and I'll let out a little secret. Uh, it's, it's my birthday month, but more importantly, it is a great month. It is a month with very notable days that promote environmental conservation, especially the World Environment Day, uh, the World Ocean Day. I gather I, I saw something like the World Bicycle Day, which I found a bit uh, uh, curious. Uh, I, I was a bit curious about. And uh, and then I, I think I even saw something like the World uh, Reducing uh, Desertification and, and, and all that. So it is a very green month. And, and this is very important because with the effects of climate change being more pronounced than ever before in and uh, and even, you know, in recent times, the universal call to go green has become much, much louder. However, this clarion call without action becomes an empty echo, what I usually call Baum. The Nigerian government over the past few years has taken positive action in this regard with a pledge to go net zero in 2060 at the United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change, uh, the conference of parties that held in 2021, and the passage of the climate change bill into law to promote the country's uh, climate resilience. And there has also been um, a concern of economic impact and environmental policies. And I, I think the OECD in 2021 did an assessment of green policies and economic impact and they noted that the contrary that contrary to some schools of thought that there are no large uh, negative economic impacts that that comes with a significant um, environment uh, benefit so um, so there's always a school of thought that says oh if you have environmental policies then you have great um, significant um, uh, economic impact negative uh, so but what they discovered was that they were uh, situations where you created winners and losers in different regions and sectors. Um, they also noted that to induce a sustainable economic transition, there's need to have clear commitment to reduce um, policy uncertainty, which we would come to uh, when and once I introduce my guest. Uh, there's always also the need to support uh, measures for innovation and clean technologies and so on and so forth, issues around education and infrastructure. But the point is, that there is a need to encourage um, overall the greening of the economy, especially the greening of uh, the, Niger the Nigeria's economy. And to encourage uh, this, we are going to be looking at uh, practical recommendations from our guests uh, that can yield significant results for a climate resilient economy. And so today we have our guest, Adeoti Adebisi, is the country leader for Dow Chemical Nigeria, is a business manager lead for East and West Africa for Dow, and he is the chair of the ABC Sustainability Working Group. Welcome, ADBC. Thank you, Margaret. I'm so happy and honored to be here, and uh, happy birthday to you. Is it in advance or is it in areas? Either way, That's you know, <laughs> we need to find okay. these small chops, and you need to let us know where we will have it. Definitely. I would, I would, I'll let you know. <laughs> okay, so uh, just uh, a quick um, follow-up of uh, what I, I talked about at the beginning. And, you know, we had talked about sustainability, um, but that word has been the subject of various interpretations 
um, varying across various um, across sectors and individuals. How would you define the word sustainability and green growth, especially as they, they relate to Nigeria? Yeah, thank you, Margaret, for, for the question. Well, sustainability, I mean, it's the world has become very dynamic and, you know, very, very relatable in our day to day life now. In fact, you know, some has gone as far as that. They, they, they say it's, 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 it's a buzzword or is the boss thing now. But <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily, you know, agree with that. Sustainability is, is very important. And if we take the simple dictionary definition, Sustainability means avoidance of the depletion of natural resources in order to maintain an ecological balance. This is just a simple dictionary definition. But in 1987, the United Nations Broadcast Commission, uh, they did define sustainability as, the meet, as meeting the needs of the present without compromising the ability of future generations to meet their own needs. And this is what I believe, you know, as a person. It is, sustainability is holistic, you know, in its own way. And in an economy, you know, like Nigeria, in our community, in, in the business we do, we use sustainability models to safeguard the future. And if we do this, we can be rest assured of a green growth and sustainable growth, even in Nigeria. Yeah, that that that's um that's good to note. Um, I in fact I I know that a lot of people have uh, shared with me. Um, it, it's almost like looking at looking at an elephant, you know, and you know with the, with different sides. So some people will talk of sustainability, oh, and then they talk of uh, you know um, issues around uh, the oil and gas sector. Um, you talk about manufacturing, but 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 to your point, sustainability really covers uh, all sectors and it's it, it has um, clear relevance in terms of you know um, how it it could impact you know the way that um, uh, countries want to see themselves as they move on and and that brings me to the question of um, the relationship between the economic growth and uh, and um, and sustainability uh, economic growth and corporate environmental responsibility. Um, so in, at the beginning of uh, the, 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 this um, conversation, I, I talked about the different schools of thought that, you know, look at economic growth um, as, at, uh, uh, and the issues around policy um, regarding environment. So, but how, how do you look at, how do you see this as it, uh, in relation to the Nigerian economy currently? And what do you think it should be? relationship between economic growth and corporate environmental responsibility. Yeah, thanks, Margaret. This is uh, a very uh, dicey one. So the relationship <laughs> between economic growth and corporate environmental responsibility, it can be, can be complex and it can be multifaceted really, because on one hand, you know, you have economic growth that often leads to industrialization, you know, like the president we, we have now, one of his major focus is, you know, driving the manufacturing industry and industrializing really. And this also brings us to resource consumption and 
once this machinery are put into place, it also means more pollution, right? And this has also proven to affect the environment. So once you, you know, trying to drive the economy, you are one way or the, especially if you want to drive from the manufacturing sector, you are one way or the other trying to say, okay, we should be ready for more pollution and you know, more environmental hazard. However, responsible environmental practices by you know, major corporations, uh, government of developed and some developing nations, Kenya, for instance, communities, they've co con contributed to sustainable economic growth you know, in the long run. So once you, you you put this you know policy in place, you also put the green or the sustainable policy as well in check you know for them. So when 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 this factory or when these manufacturing centers have been set up, they also have you know sustainable targets to look at why they are at it. So today, corporations, for instance, are extremely aware of the challenging situation around our around the environmental degradation. And they are beginning to see environmental uh, environmental focused policy regulations emerging all across across the world, and even particularly in Africa. And this awareness is what is going to to drive the change. So perhaps we need to have just everybody at the table, or cooperation, irrespective of how big, how small, or even if you're medium scale. We also need to you know to learn how to collaborate across uh, across Africa, and in in layman terms. How do we do this? The president currently trying to drive manufacturing. You don't just say go. I think you need to put an edge and to say whatever manufacturing you're trying to, to drive, whatever plants you're trying to install, you should also have you know, some sustainable goal like, you know, this is the carbon footprint you want to you want to have in this plant. You, this is the entrapment goals you know you, you want to have and you know so on and so forth. For instance, if I use, uh, you know, DAO, for instance, by 2050, DAO tends to be like carbon neutral. So, so no matter okay. how many plants we have globally, our carbon footprint is going to be neutral. And these are like the goals, you know, we need to, to drive, despite the fact that we want to in industrialize, we also need to put these goals in check so that you're not bringing machineries of 1938 that you know would be polluting the environment, and you know we have these goals that that they cannot check on them. Well, fantastic. So, um, you know, I, I hear you when you talk about um, responsible, um, you know, policies uh, by government and also um, private sector, even even as they begin to think about think about growth and increase the, of GDP uh, across the continent. Um, but also uh, looking at, you know, policies, sustainable environment and environmental policies that can help, you know, um, mitigate the challenges that um, such industrialization may uh, engender. So um, we, we, you know, and, and, and you know, talking about um, DAO as an example and, you know, the, the, the drive towards um having uh, a carbon neutral existence at at, at a certain um, uh, time frame i think it will be it's for me i'm curious to find out uh how 
other U.S. companies are doing, especially in in, in Nigeria, regarding um, what they uh, plan to do, you know, uh, long term, mid term, not just in Nigeria but overall. So, uh, you know, so um, the whole project that your um, working group is driving, which is which is really to um, also support like a survey to see how um, U.S. businesses in Nigeria are, um, you know, driving. Uh, or supporting or working towards a sustainable um, existence in the country, and overall could be a curious um, uh, report to 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 check through. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to how you know the outcomes of that report. Um, I, I will move to uh, some um, piece around, yeah, because you obviously had mentioned economic growth, so I'll, I'll go. Uh, into the issues around the um, GDP. Um, so even though we have conversations or people say that we, when you have some of these policies um, or when you industrialization happens, um, it affects uh, the if it affects the overall um, environmental um, plans or sustainability plans. But there are some um, information we have that says that even when you embark on a green on green energy, for instance, there is the green um, economy uh, is set to, to be projected to, to, to contribute 10.3 trillion to global GDP in 2050, which means that to a very large extent, having a green economy is a, is a, is a good thing. Apart from the fact that it 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 also uh, provides the makes the world the, the the world you know survive and make 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 everyone um, live beyond the 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 impacts of of uh, industrialization and all the um, uh, global warming and all that uh, <clears throat> excuse me caused by um, uh, you know industries and by 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 uh, corporate organizations. So the green economy is projected to contribute 10.3 trillion to global GDP in 2050. That's a good thing. Uh, there's an increasing demand globally for green goods, and consequently a growing market for green jobs. So what opportunities do you uh, think exist here in Nigeria, and what role should private and public sectors play? In creating a green economy and also leveraging the benefits of this economy. Well, there's definitely an opportunity in the green economy. You know, Africans, uh, Africa's abundant renewable energy resources. It's about diversity and the need for sustainable development. Is where I see that the opportunity lies. And if we, in the energy sector, for instance, you know, we have opportunities around renewable energy and efficiency technology. Five, ten years ago, if you tell anyone about uh, solar power or you know installing a solar solar panel in in your house, it's 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 what uh, people would rather go for generator and uh, you know what other things. But recently, I I had to move houses and instead of generator, I opted for you know a solar a solar panel you know, alternative power. And this is like a new source of employment and a new source of, you know, revenue for, for the country and for the continent. Another area we can look at is, you know, waste management. Waste management is 
is a key area and specifically transform, transformation of waste for economic development. This is one of the areas you know, for us as DAO we're focusing on. You know, we currently are facilitating mechanical recycling of waste across Africa, where plastic waste is collected, you know, it's sorted and turned to PCR. PCR is a post-consumer resins. And these are then now taken back to the value chain to make other products. So for us, this is how we are closing the loops on, on plastic and en enabling a circular economy. And in, in this value chain, you know, we it's it's a lot of employment and knowledge transfer that is that is going on there. You know, in Nigeria, for instance, we are working with you know recycler to turn water pouches, that's like your pure water sachet, into PCR. PCR is you know post-consumer recyclable. So we have uh, you know waste picker. You know, for instance, they pick this waste, they take it to our collection center, you know, which is recycler and you would send it to a mechanical recycler they, they blend it and grind it back into pellets and with it, it goes back you know to to the people making this sachet or to the people making agricultural uh, polyethylene you know back and trust me in five six years ago there was no job you know for all these people that are picking wastes i usually i tell my friends that in Lagos, for instance, we shouldn't have people begging for money on the streets because there is a lot of demand for waste. Absolutely. You know, both, both bottles, both your plastic table water, both, uh, and even uh, pure water sachet. We, for, there's an organization called FBRA, for instance, we have, you know, a target to collect a certain amount of waste. And sometimes, you know, we don't even get to 100% of that collection. And I'm telling you, collect waste and I'll pay you for it. And you still can't get people to, to collect. So, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of opportunity. And there you have somebody in the traffic asking you for five naira, 10 naira. When on that street, that same street, you know, on Akiadishola, for instance, you can just go from the beginning to the end and pick up waste. In Lagos, for instance, there are a lot of, you know, beaches. You can go to the beach, pick up waste, take it to the recycling point, and they pay you for it. Even as individual, as uh, executives, you can try to, you know, work on uh, a major collection point. So where you have like lots of office buildings, you know, for instance, you, you, you don't need to do anything. You just need to separate your waste in your home. Everybody take Nestle or Ragolis or, you know, Coca-Cola in their house, separate this waste, put it in the trunk of your car, take it to your office and we'll pick it up there. And, you know, you'll hand a point and we'll pay you for it. So the money you can generate from this is a whole lot. And these are the opportunity, you know, it brings. Countries like Kenya, like South Africa has really jumped on this. And this is 100% of the job that some people are doing. They don't have any other job they do. This is just what they do and they feed their family, you know, with it. So just imagine us as Nigerians and the most populous African nation, if, you know, we get our, our hand on this, we can go a long way to reduce poverty and to create employment, you know, for the country.
you know, I mean, what you have just said is is, is really music to the ears because you know when I think about it, and and just for um, the uh, the understanding of the audience, uh, this organization that um, that that has a target, are they focused on setting target for waste? Are they focused on setting um, cities, or is, is are they is, is it Lagos alone, or do they have um, areas that they focus on? So the target is uh, across Nigeria, and uh, you know we have partners across Nigeria. So of course in Lagos, you know where it's based, there's you know more more people, but as well we have in Ogo, in Ekiti, in Kano, you know in all these places, and you know we take we take the data from all these states and you know, we we collate them together to see how how, how it's doing. So. The target is across the country, you know, to to answer your question. But obviously, maybe yeah, more in Lagos, you know, because we can really drive a lot here. And in Lagos, you have uh, more opportunity because of the ocean area, you know, mm -hmm. we have you know, and the landfills, you know, we have. So if you go to uh, Eleko Beach or Lekki Beach, you know, for instance, you don't even need to do a lot of work. This stuff will come and meet you, you know, while standing there. So it's just for you to pick it and put it in your bag. And the beauty Absolutely. of even some of these beaches is the collection is also on that beach. So I do well. I know education is also important, maybe, and this is one of the reasons podcasts like this are important. So you can reach out more people and they can hear about this information because. I will also say information is power. Maybe people don't also know. So we are hoping that, you know, with uh, stuff like this that the American Business Council is organizing, it can reach, you know, more people and they can be, become more aware and, you know, start putting strategy in place, you know, to make extra coins for themselves. Fantastic. In fact, you took the wind off my soul when you used mentioned the word education. Uh, because um, I actually wanted to ask, or I'm still going to ask the, the question um, around um, education and awareness. So um, with with all these initiatives, um, uh, the drive towards clean um, clean energy, um, and all and all the 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 um, activities that are going on there um, is, uh, and then obviously there are technology transfers that you talked about. Are we having or growing the right skill sets within um, within our schools so that people are able to um, understand that you know there are opportunities in this area? That is really apart from educating people about the need to uh, for waste, even things like separating waste from the homes. That 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 is like creating awareness, um, you know, through um, kind of social. Um, engagements, you know, so um, social information and, 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 and things like that, behavioral change and things. But just within um, the, 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 the um, universities, the, the formal schools, uh, are there certain curriculum, school, even secondary schools, that people are able to understand that there are opportunities in this area and begin to look at um, going into, into uh, jobs or uh, professions that would speak to the the realities of of a green economy. Yeah, I, I think number one thing is you know, like you mentioned, we need to you know to have to drive the right policies, you know, and how how can we do this? We can include this in the curriculum. The same way we have our local languages in you know the curriculum, 
And the same way we've been able to incorporate information technology into some of our curriculum, we need to, to include uh, sustainability as well in, in the curriculums of the university graduates uh, and the like. Uh, formally, there's none like that, but informally we, we try our best, you know, to, to do this. So last year during the YDOS Youth Day of Service, we were able to visit a few schools around uh, Lagos Island, you know, where our office is in the Koei, Falabar and the likes, and we're able to impact some of this knowledge. And um, we did not only impact knowledge, we also show them, you know, our, um, how they can convert, you know, waste to wealth. So we show them the importance of, uh, you know, waste collection, waste separation, and how this can be recycled and how they can also make career out of it. We also show them how, you know, they need to be very conscious about their environment. And we did, you know, some, some tree planting. And every now and then we invite, uh, teachers, not students this time, like teachers of secondary schools and teachers of primary school, you know, through the, we have a partnership with, with Teach for All globally. And currently we're running a project with them in Nigeria, in Brazil, and, you know, some other country. So for some of these teachers, we bring them to our offices and we tell them, you know, this is what we do and this is how we do it so that they can as well go back to their students and impact this knowledge yeah into them so this is how we we have been able to contribute in our only two way however it's you know very important for us to get close to the policy makers and find a way to incorporate sustainability into the curriculum of the student especially the university student you know this way we would reduce the pressure on the job market so when students come out they can at least the next day start doing something for themselves Fantastic. Uh, you know, when you mentioned, um, you know, well, I mentioned policy and you mentioned policy, um, you know, you, policy is critical for framing any uh, sector or any major uh, growth uh, trajectory for the country. Uh, so it is something that we will be looking at keenly to see uh, what are the policies that are currently in place and, you know, reviewing some of these policies and engaging government to see, you know, if there are areas that, you know, can, can be um, imp improved or leveraged upon to even um, help uh, the, the, the economy. I know that uh, there's also some work that the the uh, team is working uh, is doing on uh, existing uh, policies in Nigeria to be I'll be I'll be very excited to share the outcome of that um, report um, you know another time on this on this podcast but yes policies make or break uh, and they encourage investors um, to 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 bring in green technologies or projects that or or, or tap into sectors with um, some uh, green uh, ambience around around whatever it is that they are doing, and that takes me to um, sectors. Uh, you know, and 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 I just want to find out from you which sectors do you consider as you know priority in the create in the creation of a green economy? I know you have mentioned manufacturing. Um, how can the the green transition begin in these sectors, and what should be the direction of sustainability efforts in this regard? I know you have also shared, you know, what DAV is doing, and you know the plans around that. Uh, just so that I, I I I kind of create some rider into this into this part of our conversation. 
I was at one of the offices, I think that I'll, I'll mention it specifically Microsoft Office, and I, I, I saw um, one of the things I like about, about the office is the beautiful um, artworks that they have there. And some of the artworks were done um, out of um, pure water. Beautiful, creative um, artworks that, you know, are, I mean, it's not just people try to do things and the people say, oh, we like them just because, you know, they, they use the, um, you know, waste uh, products. Um, so plastic uh, uh, waste uh, products, but, you know, they are actually beautiful. And this is just one sector. And I'm, I'm talking about the creative sector that nobody even would think about um, how you're able to drive, you know, a green economy in that sector. So this is, um, yeah, other sectors, you know, beyond manufacturing. Um, how and and as an, and and uh, I just mentioned the creative sector. What are the other sectors that we um, think and we can consider as key priorities in? in creating a, a green economy in Nigeria? Yeah, definitely uh, manufacturing. Also energy, energy sector, very important. Technology sector, you know, very important. Technology sector, for instance, we see as well power the green economy because it is true technology that will create better and efficient process and systems. In for the energy, you know, we personally I believe energy transition is a must if we if we have to grow as a sustainable uh, economy, we have to start, you know, incorporating energy transition in our goals. In Nigeria, for instance, 80% of our power generation comes, you know, from gas, water, and most of the remainder comes comes from uh, oil. Nigeria is also known as the largest user of oil-fired backup generators on the continent. Both diesel, petrol generator, you know, there is a big and huge opportunity to change this picture. But I mean, work is already going on. I'll, the first thing is to lay down the, you know, the the policy and the framework. You know, so work I, I believe work is already going on. You know, to see how we can transition to renewable renewables such as solar. And even before waiting for the government, we also have to be very intentional about this, you know, in our, as, as individuals, you know, like I said, I opted for a solar power generator instead of, you know, the petroleum one. Of course, petroleum has also gone up, so maybe it's also a form of cost reduction <laughs> for me. Absolutely. <laughs> in, in the long run. So it's a, it's a win-win and there's no way you talk about sustainability and you can't, uh, you can't, you know, be personal about it as well in your day-to-day -day life. For manufacturing, for instance, the for green economy to be realized, manufacturing sector has to lead the way. You know, the production of goods must have end end of the life in mind. You know, to ensure a circular economy. And I'll give example of what we are doing in Dow. In, in Dow, we are already using our R and D capabilities to design our products. You know, for for recyclability. For instance, we. We have a commitment to redesign and promote reusable and you know recyclable packaging applications so that by 2020 by 2035, 100% of our products that is sold into the packaging applications will be reusable and uh, you know recyclable. And we're not just you know talking; we're doing what we're saying. We have partnership, you know, with you know people that are doing this, with organizations that are doing this. Uh, the, 
and we we also make use of the the end products of of some of these things once they are done so like the shoe i'm wearing today is made of uh, recycled products and this was done by uh, a technology imbibed from dow so you better take a picture of it and send to me at <laughs> <laughs> yeah so and uh, yeah if you if you check online you know under a more partnership you know with dow i'm sure you probably you know see and okay. another example okay. i can give is crocs everybody almost 90 percent of the people i know have crocs i'm sure you have crocs margaret mm -hmm. so crocs is also made from recycled products, which is 100% technology. Uh, the, the technology is mostly from Dow. So we have a partnership with Crocs, you know, globally. Okay. And yeah, and you know, we 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 make Crocs, so we give them technology, we will be able to develop from our R&D to use recyclable to make them. So when you see, you know, Crocs, these are how, how the face of manufacturing is changing, just using recyclables. Fantastic. So um, a quick one about because I know you had mentioned you know, opportunities for uh, people to make profits by just, you know, getting um, uh, waste products, you know, and uh, these products are, are sent in and then they, they are paid for them. Well, there, there is another emerging uh, conversation around around um, issues of sustainability and uh, and and this is the carbon credits, which we know are profitable incentives for the reduction of green gas emissions. Uh, the global voluntary market for carbon credits is projected to be worth over $50 billion by 2030. How can industry players in Nigeria leverage uh, the opportunities that this, this kind of market uh, portends? The carbon credit market in Africa and Nigeria, I'll say, is still developing really but it's all significant potential i mean as you know we follow international climate agreements you know and yes. some people do do this maybe on voluntary initiative and sometimes you know we have some regional collaboration you know for instance several african countries have uh, established their own carbon exchange you know or platform that will help them facil facilitate the trading of carbon credits you have the African Carbon Exchange, you know, which was launched in 2014, I think, you know, to promote carbon trading and project development within the African continent. So, and why why this is set up is, is to connect buyers and sellers of African carbon credits and supports, you know, them with the development of local carbon projects. We also have, uh, for the, we also have climate finance initiative, you know, for instance, Africa has access to various international climate finance initiatives. You know, these support uh, projects of emission reduction, change adaptation, and you know, one of it is the Green Climate Fund. You know, that provides finance resources to support uh, climate projects in developing countries, including those in you know African countries, and yeah, this can easily be 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 assessed. I mean, the challenges and the opportunities are there, but. Uh, the beauty of it is Africa holds potential. There are challenges to be addressed, you know, and some of these include limited project financing and the project development processes. And the major one 
that the one I see as the major, major one is the lack of technical expertise and, you know, the, the need for a robust monitoring and verification system. So we don't, you know, have people that would, uh, I mean, you know, technical people that can actually put this out and we don't even have a solid verification system in place. But we can leverage on vast uh, renewable potential, you know, the natural resources we have, the sustainable land management practice, you know, to attract investors. And this will help us develop uh, high quality carbon projects. Uh, overall, I'll say the carbon credit market in Africa, you know, is growing. It's something that we need to, you know, to look at in the long term. And education also comes into place here as well. So we need to also put the what's out. In Europe and you know some developed countries, you know for instance, you know they know this and they capitalize, you know, on it. There are some investors that won't even, you know, invest in your company if you don't have some of these things in place. So we we need to, you know, to get the words out there and people and organization needs to be, you know, more aware of them. But it's not something solid yet in Africa, but you know, growing and it really has a very good potential, you know, to be solid in Africa. Fantastic. There, there lies um, opportunities uh, for trainings and um, uh, people to kind of fill the gap in terms of uh, building the technical expertise uh, and, and begin to find that as an opportunity to uh, tap into where uh, we don't have the right, uh, the uh, enough uh, uh, skill sets, you know, uh, to in, in this area. So again, this is this is a great opportunity. Um, I see that my yeah, there's, there's a bell chiming that we're running thing on time, but I must I'm tempted to ask this question before we go, and that's about Nigeria's blue economy. Now the country currently has about thirteen thousand square meters of water with abundant resources that hold enormous promise for economic growth. How can this blue economy be exploited in a sustainable way? Hmm. I don't like the word exploited, but yeah, uh, leverage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, we have very huge water waterways and the uh, blue economy is definitely one of our biggest opportunities for developments. You know, we've seen governments launch a uh, expanded committee on sustainable blue, blue economy to strengthen the, the governance, the infrastructure of the maritime sector. And this is a, a great move and productive, you know, use of the resources we have. We can, you know, productively use our water resources, you know, well, because this is using of these water resources is what will make the blue economy become a big player and a big employer, you know. Hmm. Sustainability in, in the blue economy is very crucial for, for Nigeria, coastal and marine regions. You know, we are very rich in natural resources and we support diverse ecosystems. So uh, what again, uh, there is nothing stopping Nigeria from being or uh, from becoming the hub for, for West Africa. I mean, most mm. of the vessel coming here and we can then now transport some of the products that are being imported here into other regions, you know, like Ghana, like Benin Republic. I mean, there's a waterway from Nigeria to Benin Republic. Mm -hmm. When the border was closed, most of the vessels coming into Nigeria were going into Benin Republic instead of vice versa. And they now had to, you know, truck them from Benin Republic, you know, to Nigeria. And that also happened a lot during COVID. I mean, this is 
also because we don't have the, the rights policy in place, the right framework in place and all that. And I can tell you vividly about 60 to 65% of you know, what is also going into the waterways for Benin Republic still ends up in Nigeria. And that's because we're not, you know, that friendly. So we need to make our, our blue economy and our, our pathway very friendly, you know, so that this can bring, bring uh, you know, a source of uh, revenue and resource, you know, for, for us. I mean, let's even look at small scale. You're traveling from uh, the mainland to the island, Oroshoki to Ikui. I mean, what's, and people go to three, two, three hours, you know, in traffic, when you can use the waterways and, you know, just spend 30 minutes and you would create employment and other, other, other resources. There are some private companies, you know, doing major investments like the Lekki Free Trade Zone. I think that's really going to be like a, a game changer. We'll see, we'll see how that goes. That would really also help the blue economy. So we need to have initiative, more initiatives, you know, like that's really to, for us to develop our blue economy. Yeah, I, I hear you about, you know, uh, it's, 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 it's usually public-private sector partnership that um, help help different things blossom, including um, the blue economy. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to what we would see in the coming years. And, uh, you know, on this note, I really would like to thank you, um, DBC, for making our time. I know it's not been easy. I know it's been, we've been traveling through different uh, zones and, and different uh, time zones. Uh, so it's not been easy um, to um, get you to, to, to be on this, uh, on the on our podcast today. So thank you so much. Um, so that brings us to the end of this episode. Uh, the conversation will continue with a Twitter space on the subject on Thursday, the 22nd of June, 2023 at 6 p.m. Uh, in West African time. We will have experts that will speak on waste management and circularity. We're going to have people talk about renewable energy, environmental conservation, and natural resources management. And as always, follow us on Twitter at ABC Council, ABC Council underscore NG to join the conversation. Thank you, ADBC. Thank you, Margaret, and the American Business Council for, for having me. This is uh... I totally enjoyed this. Thank you.